0: Well, hello all, and welcome to We Ship It! On this episode, we are going to be discussing the relationship between Augustus Waters and Hazel Grace Lancaster from The Fault in Our Stars.
1: Yes, this tale by John Green was all the rage when when it came out in 2012, Mm -hmm. and the movie was made two years later, so it just emphasized that. Um, We are excited to dive in and talk about this unique relationship. Do we ship it? Listen to find out. I'm Steph and I'm Devin
0: and welcome to the We Ship It podcast. Today we are talking about Gus and Hazel from The Fault in Our Stars. I remember when this story came out I was just about in high school and I absolutely Mm -hmm. fell in love with it as did the world around me at the time. It was such a different kind of love story. I just love these two.
1: Yeah they're really great. Um, It was Like, if you didn't read this book in high school, there was something wrong with you because everyone Everyone was carrying it around. Everyone had it. Um, It had a huge fan base and still does to this day. Mm -hmm. Um, But just as a warning, as with every episode, um, we always want to give a spoiler alert. So if you haven't read the book or seen the movie, we are going to be going into detail about the plot, and I will be giving you a brief summary. Hazel Lancaster, a girl who lives with cancer, has allowed the cancer to envelop her, and she fears that she is a bomb waiting to go off and destroy those closest to her. However, when she meets a cute boy, Augustus Waters, at support group, her life starts to change. Although she fights it, she eventually starts to fall for this boy. And even when her cancer resurfaces in her lungs, Augustus is always waiting there to support her. He spends his He even spends his wish from the genie organization with her to go to Amsterdam to meet their favorite author so that the so that he can tell them what happens after the story ended. However, when they get there, they find that Van Houten is nothing but a rude, depressing alcoholic, and the whole trip was set up by his assistant. So instead, they spend their time in Amsterdam, visiting the Anne Frank house and other attractions. All the while, Hazel notices that Augustus is looking weaker and in pain more than usual. And he finally tells her that his cancer has come back and his scans, have lit him lit him up like a Christmas tree. Upon returning to the U.S., the two spend the rest of Augustus' time that he has left as the cancer destroys his body. He eventually passes, but before he died, he wrote, a, he wrote Hazel's eulogy for her eventual funeral and sent it to Van Houten. The story ends with her reading it and Hazel acknowledging that although it was painful, she loved every moment of falling in love with Augustus.
0: Oh my gosh. This story breaks my freaking heart I every know, it's time. So sad. Even just listening to the summary, which was really brief and like not in depth, like I'm gonna cry. I, I know I'm <laughs> going to cry on this episode. Um, yeah. But <laughs> in order to get me to that point of crying, let's discuss, let's discuss. the book. Um so the first that question. That summary
1: was painful for me. Oh, good luck. <laughs>
0: In what ways does Augustus' introduction to Hazel's world complicate matters for her? How does their relationship profoundly change her life?
1: So from early on in the novel, readers get the sense that Hazel doesn't have much of a life outside of her home. Sure, she sees her friends sometimes and has started to attend the support group. But other than that, her social life is dull. Mm -hmm. Her life was monotonous. She also does not allow her mind to process her feelings almost as like a defense mechanism. Um, yet, Augustus wakes the sleeper in Hazel, mm. and her life immediately changes. Um, on their first day of meeting, she goes over to his house to watch a movie. Like, that was quick.
0: Yeah, V for <laughs> Vendetta, Woo right.
1: However, their relationship complicates her life because she now has someone who cares for her and vice versa. Yeah, She doesn't want to hurt him or leave him broken if her cancer were to worsen she now feels like she has to protect him from being hurt, so she Mm -hmm. kind of distances herself from him.
0: Yeah, at least she tries. She tries. Um, (laughs) Augustus, the smooth guy. The smooth man. But so obviously when it comes to Hazel, attaching herself to anything is difficult. She believes that she will ruin lives if she gets close to people, um, and then she dies. So that's why she ultimately is hesitant to start something with Augustus or anyone. So that's why it's kind of complicated for her. But as you kind of pointed out, Augustus opens her up. He opens her up um, to to him and to the world. And he opens her up to living a life and, and just letting live no matter what might come. He gives her a will to live and to love to live with no fear of what you might leave behind. So he teaches her to love herself and to love life. And this is something that is so beautiful because at first she doesn't want to, you know, get involved with him because she's afraid that, his life will be destroyed if she's gone from it but then he teaches her to be able to live her life no matter what anyone thinks so I just think it's such a beautiful
1: beautiful. short
0: but amazingly crafted relationship on that Mm -hmm. part
1: next question Augustus inquires about Hazel's background and tells her don't tell me you're one of those people who become their disease in what ways do Augustus Hazel and Isaac fight to keep cancer from defining who they are
0: well, naturally they go and they do things that aren't they're not supposed to do, quote unquote mm-hmm. supposed to do, you know, like going to Amsterdam for example. Um they they teach each other to live. When they go to dinner when they're in Amsterdam, you know, she tastes the dessert she's not supposed to eat and you know <laughs> All these little things that she constantly was told you can't do, you can't do, you can't do, she's just going to do them because her life is short no matter what. Like
1: live life to the fullest. Live
0: life to the fullest. These are these are the things that the doctors tell them not to do until they meet that one and then they realize together that like living life to the fullest is is more worth than living a long mm-hmm. life. And and that's the best medicine sometimes. So, Sometimes there's just nothing to lose, and the two of them together kind of feed that that mentality in each other, and that's yeah, why they have it's that beautiful. energy. Yeah. What do you think, Dev?
1: So all three of these characters are fighters in one way or another, mm-hmm. but they all fight with a common ally: sarcasm.
0: Hey, I love that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> in order to cope with their pain, literally or figuratively, mm-hmm. um, they use sarcasm to joke about it and become a closer unit. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't want to allow the cancer to take them over as a person. Isaac has this moment of revenge against Monica. Hazel gets her spat out with Van Houten and Augustus rides his roller coaster all the way up. Mm-hmm. Um they don't allow their lives to stop just because of their unfortunate circumstances. So that's what I love about these three, is that they are able to joke about it. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, because it's their life. So they're they they're allowed to joke about what they're going through. Um but they don't do it in a sad way, they do it in just like a sarcastic, just coy. Mm-hmm tone. Well,
0: it's amazing because they know and they acknowledge that things are going to happen. You're going to suffer, mm-hmm. but you need to live through it. And if you don't, then you're just wasting your time, your precious right. time that you have here. So they definitely fight against that in every way that they possibly can. And that's that's a beautiful thing to see in any relationship and a friendship or anything. They do so much for each other. It's, it, it hurts. Um, but Next question. What are Hazel and Augustus's biggest fears and how do they play into the construction of them as characters?
1: So Hazel fears being a grenade mm-hmm. and hurting the people she loves the most when she eventually passes as she sees her death as not um, an if, but a when. Yep. It's not a matter of if it's going to happen. She knows it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. So to fix this, she tries to keep those around her at a distance. She says, so of course I tensed up when he, Augustus, touched me. To be with him was to hurt him, inevitably. And that's what I'd felt as he reached for me. I felt as though I were committing an act of violence against him, because I was. So she's so fearful of hurting someone, Mm. she doesn't will herself to feel love or be loved. Oh but as gosh. we know, Augustus's charm soon one wins her over and just yeah, get him.
0: Oh, I love both of these characters <sighs> right. so freaking so, much.
1: Augustus on the other hand, um fears fading away into oblivion, to be forgotten forever. This fear even extends into the digital realm when he plays video games with Isaac. After jumping a grenade, ironic, I know, right? Um in the game he says, "All salvation is temporary." I bought them a minute. Maybe that's the minute that buys them an hour, which is the hour that buys them a year. No one's going to buy them forever, Hazel Grace. But my life bought them a minute. And that's not nothing. So he has this hero complex and a desire to leave this life with people remembering him for something. This interferes with this interferes with their relationship because hazel takes offense in that her love is not enough for him you say you're not special because the world doesn't know about you but that's an insult to me i know about you so it's yeah. just this kind of so it complicate their fears complicate their relationship but that's what makes it so mm-hmm. mass majestic so beautiful ah, so it is ah.
0: and he just he leaves such a legacy if not only in her heart he leaves it everywhere he changes someone's entire life he changes her entire life and that that should be legacy enough like she's saying but but he changes so many lives he's amazing he's an amazing friend he's an amazing uh boyfriend he's just he's a lover of humanity and that is a beautiful thing but so like you said yeah gus is afraid of oblivion hazel's afraid of hurting others Gus's faith, you know, even if it's not a religious faith, it's like a faith in hope or something. Um, Mm -hmm. This is what takes him out of that fear. And I think it's because he believes in an afterlife, sure, but he more rejects oblivion. He has so much hope and faith that oblivion, his fear, it it can't break him, really. Um, and, And Hazel, at first, she lives cautiously. She lives in order not to hurt others, but that's what Gus helps her out of, this feeling that she can't do anything in order to preserve the hearts of those around her, she feels helpless in this way. Mm. Um, so she tries to decrease the violence that she commits on anything because she doesn't feel as though she can save, she can solve the problem that she creates by by joining right. them. So they help ground each other in reality. Gus saying that no, you shouldn't live in this very cautious way. You should live in in a more uh, a more I can't think of the word. You should live in a more Outright way, you should live more intentionally. Go do things, um, mm-hmm. and and she helps ground him in reality in in really helping him to look into himself rather than just going ar- along as a happy go lucky guy. I, I think they <laughs> help each other to to live their past fears and and to get past them, um, which you know, like you said, it does complicate their relationship as at points, but I think it also does well to to bring them closer, if that makes any sense.
1: Yeah. No. Um, but we'll get in, more into their characters in this follow question, mm-hmm. follow up question. So these two characters have an immediate connection and spark. What is it that pulls these two together?
0: Yeah, I think they are kindred spirits. I think that like Hazel eventually in the end says something like, oh, I think that's why he liked me because he he knew someone that looked like me in the past, like Caroline kind of looked like me. But I think it's more than that. I think their soul's connected that day. They're obviously both attractive people, so that could have something to do with it, but I think Gus loves Hazel's humor and her realistic nature. She's the kind of, like, quote-unquote, real girl that he has trouble finding in others because they're just living in, like, the societal fantasy world, basically. And and Hazel loves Gus because who wouldn't, is my question. <laughs> um, no, but but she loves him because he gives her a smile, and he gives her hope. And he pushes past the walls that she's put up strategically to keep others out. The ones that, you know, she's put up to protect others. And they give each other a reason to keep on keeping on, and and she's a rock for him in the end. It's just this beautiful meshing of two people who needed each other so much, and I think that they connected, um, and they're able to understand one another without too much work. If you remember the first scene when they're talking to each other from their first conversation, it's as right. if they've always known each other, and and mm-hmm. that's what love is all about. When you find someone that you don't have to do any work to to, to understand and respect and love them, and I think that yeah, that's they play what they off get of each right other so well. They do. It's like perfection. It's like two hands really holding each other. Just to, They're like <laughs> hand and glove. That's what's beautiful about these two. Moving on. Devin, what do you think?
1: So Augustus Waters. Man, this guy has some moves. Oh, I love um, him. He's so witty and comedic, and it's just this charm that immediately captures Hazel's attention. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite lines is when he asks Hazel to draw a diagram, and he goes, Okay, please draw a circle. Now draw a circle, smaller circle, within that circle. That larger circle is virgins. That smaller circle is 17-year-old guys with one leg. (laughs) (laughs) Like, he just has these one-liners that just get you. And he's not just all about the comedy either. He has a heart. He's He's consistently there for Mm -hmm. both Isaac and Hazel in their darkest moments. And it's just sad to see when you as a reader start suspecting that something is wrong with Augustus. Like we can see him. him, um, There's moments when Hazel's like, oh, I noticed that he can't move as well. Or there's moments that like he winces. um, And we're like, "Ah, no, not Augustus. Please, no. (laughs) Um, But Hazel grabs Augustus' attention at first with her beauty and then with her mind. She's not your normal teenage girl. Mm -hmm. And this excites him. The cancer has aged her mind and made her think about the world in a different way. And that is what grabs his She's attention. She's
0: cynical, I think. but in a funny way. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> You're 100% right, Dev. And I love these two. They just have so many little characteristics that I, I love in other people when I see them, but they're all like put together in two awesome people. So, next question Isaac, who is Hazel and Augustus's blind friend, states, um, quote, but I believe in true love. You know, I don't believe that everybody gets to keep their eyes or not get sick or whatever, but everybody should have true love and it should last at least as long as your life does. Now, Devin, do you agree with him here?
1: (laughs) Oh, oh, poor Isaac. (laughs) This dude cannot catch a break. (laughs) I
0: love But
1: yes, um, I agree with him. While I'm not some listless romantic. I do think there is someone for everyone and that love should be everlasting. Mm-hmm. Our society might say otherwise, but love is not something you just throw away and go find the next hot thing.
0: Mm-hmm. It
1: should last a lifetime.
0: No, I agree. I I think he's a he's so right but not in the way that he means it. I think true love can be defined as many things, not necessarily always romantic. He's he In this moment when he says this, he has just been broken up with, so I think he means it in a romantic sense. Right. Um, but I do think everyone deserves to be loved in its truest form, which is what I would call true love. Hazel and Gus do have a true love, I believe, even if Hazel wouldn't call it that or admit to it because she's cynical. Um, mm-hmm. I think the two of them truly understand each other and truly respect and deeply love the other person in a way that two souls that are conjoined would. And that's the power drawing them together in their time and place. That's true love. You know, it fights all battles. And even when it does not appear to win, it still wins. Like they are linked together no matter what, even if Augustus, you know, isn't physically with her for the rest of her life he made a lasting impact, and that's what true love is about. This man was selfless. He Even after he died, he was still giving her selfless gifts, and that's something that you don't even see in a lot of the relationships that you find in real life or in some of the, the most romantic classic tales. You don't find a love like that. So I, I think a lot of love, especially in literature, tends to be selfish. It tends to be... um someone wanting another person or yada yada and that's where relationships come from but this relationship especially from Augustus's point of view he was a selfless just like self self self-loving but also self-denying figure he did everything for Hazel to bring her out and make her better Mm -hmm. and I think it's almost to me like the Bishop character in Les Mis I don't know I don't (laughs) know if that makes sense to you but he, he selflessly does something to change the life of another even if he's not going to be mm. in that life forever I get and that. it ends up cool. changing everything for that person and then you know uh, Hazel can live on completely good connection. changed um, which I just thought of so <laughs> 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 but good on, but moving good on, on you moving on Devin
1: alright um, moving forward what is your favorite thing about the characters the character the building of these two hazel and augustus
0: yeah i love collectively i love their perseverance in different ways they both accept fate but they don't let it dominate them i think you know they don't run around living fake lives they don't waste their time with that they're very real and very raw their personalities are enjoyable to read because at our deepest core we relate to them so you know people run around Mm. with foggy personalities when you know they're tainted by society, and they're not expecting death as soon as these two are. You just kind of like watch <laughs> TV and do things that are useless. Um, and, and and I feel like sometimes maybe it makes us foggy. But these two, they they've they've tasted death. They've seen it at their door. So at our you know at our deepest core, we crave to be as real as these two are. Um, and when we read such real and dense characters, you know who love the way that many do not. Um, it 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 excites us, and that's what I love about right. these two collectively. I mean, Hazel's the most real out of the two of them, and I think Gus gives the reader an infinite well of innocence and devotion, and it's genuinely mm. one of the most beautiful characteristics anyone can have. So, you know, that's individually cool. they each give me different exciting things, but together they really their perseverance and their reality is what makes them so lovable. Um, what do you think?
1: So. For me, Hazel is just so darn headstrong. Yeah, Like, wow, girl. She She's a little pessimistic, yep. but she's also <laughs> realistic. And this makes her fight that much stronger. Mm-hmm. I love the scene where they are boarding for the flight to Amsterdam and they have to get their luggage checked and such. And she says, quote, Rather than being searched by hand, I chose to walk through the metal detector without my car or my tank or even the plastic nubbins in my nose. Walking through the X-ray machine... Marked the first time I'd taken a step without oxygen in some months and it felt pretty amazing to walk unencumbered like that stepping across the Rubicon The machine's silence acknowledging that I was however briefly a non metalized creature like I just can't take how She just perseveres through so much and she knows that it's going to be painful, but she's like Forget it. Like I'm just gonna do it and I don't care. I um I know I know my lungs are going to be burning, but this is a moment for myself and I'm going to do it. Um, for Augustus, one of my favorite things about him is that he is understanding. Hazel tells him that she needs some space and he's like, yeah, okay, that's fine. Um, he knows that if he keeps pushing at it, she will only fight him harder. So he gives her the space she needs. He's also so pensive and I love his cigarette metaphor. Oh, me too. Um, quote, it's a metaphor, see? You put the killing thing right between your teeth but you don't give it the power to do its killing. So I love that. And even He's though a big I find believer
0: it... in metaphor. <laughs> he is. <laughs> uh,
1: and even though I find it weird, he's so immersed in the meaning of it that
0: I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah, he's got style, that guy. Oh, my gosh. I love the two of them. But
1: yeah, they're good.
0: Moving on. So mm-hmm. this question is is hard to talk about, but I think that if we don't talk about it, we'd be remiss. Um, who is Caroline Mathers and how does she have a hand in Hazel and Augustus's relationship?
1: Caroline was Augustus's previous girlfriend who died from battle with cancer. Hazel finds out from some quick social media searches that she actually looks similar to her. Which explains why Gus (laughs) was mesmerized by her the first time he saw her at support group. So Hazel in turn fears that she will hurt Gus, just like Caroline in her passing, and distances herself from him. But it isn't until later that Gus actually tells her the truth about Caroline. She had a tumor on her brain that caused her to act irrationally, so his relationship was verbally abusive. Mm-hmm. Um, but Gus being Gus he doesn't leave her but sticks with her through it despite her mean words so he actually forces himself to be in a abusive relationship just to show love to somebody else and I love that
0: I love it too ah. and you pretty much hit the nail on the head you know this poor girl had a tumor she was abusing this guy, and she probably didn't even know that she was doing no. it. Um, and, and he just stuck with her through it, unlike Isaac's girlfriend, who was like, yeah, I can't deal with what might happen, so I'm going to break up with you. Gus just yep. said, you know what, this is a person in their weakest state who needs love more than anyone else. Um, and and it, it ends up growing him into this loyal person who has the ability to never give up, which, who knows if that was healthy for him. It probably wasn't. It probably wasn't a great thing, but it definitely explains why he is the way he is and it makes my heart truly sad for him. He he both of his relationships he just was giving and giving and giving until his body gave out. Uh, and that to we'll me is <laughs> I know don't I I could cry because he's such an incredible incredible character and the fact that John Green thought him up you got to wonder like is there someone that he knew was that that was so incredibly selfless because this he because Augustus comes across as such a real character. He he's so stylish and pretty and nice and kind to his deepest core and that's I I I I've only met a few of those kinds of people in my life but it's definitely um it definitely gives me a love for Augustus. that if you can't tell, he's the one i've I've focused in on. He's my my man. Um, <laughs> but go ahead, move on, Devin.
1: All right. So what are some of your favorite ship moments with these two?
0: Yeah, I think a lot of my favorite ship moments come in the near beginning. Um, I love the beginning when they talk over the phone. Um, mm. It's such a cute beginning stage, boyfriend, girlfriend thing to do. And seeing them in all that they're going through, still doing this, still talking about life and books and things that you, you think maybe these things, they would seem trivial to someone who's so sick. Um It's just hopeful and adorable that maybe there's hope for them. Um, And, you know, I could say going to Amsterdam is another one of those. But I think it's more the moment when Augustus uses his wish to take her, that truly selfless act. It's more than just, you know, them going and seeing the sights. I think it brought him joy to provide her with her lifelong wish. And that's true love. In the end, he goes even further, continuing to talk to her favorite mm-hmm. author, Van Houten, and sending him the, love, sending the eulogy. It's just like such a persistent and deep self giving. You don't see this in many love stories, like I said before. You really don't. Right.
1: I love when he says uh, when he tells her that he's going to use his wish to take them to Amsterdam. He's like, mm-hmm. I found my wish, and, like meaning that it's her, and I like.
0: <laughs> That's what I mean. It's so beautiful. I'm like, your love for Hazel runs damn soul deep. Like you you just, that wishing the actual and true best for someone is insanely beautiful. Um, so those are like my favorite couple of moments. Like there are a few moments throughout. I mean, the whole book is incredibly packed with cuteness and adorableness. But these are the real soul moments I find that I appreciate the most.
1: Being a book nerd myself, um, I love that the relationship stems from their favorite novels after they trade book rec- mm-hmm. recommendations. Um, but in all seriousness, I love when Augustus is always there to support her. Whether it's waiting outside the ICU for her or guiding her through the Anne Frank house and mm-hmm. kissing in front of the crowd. Like He's just always there to support her, no matter at the highest moment or at the her lowest moment. Um, she, he is a true... Man for her mm-hmm. um, and these two have so many special moments I'm not gonna go through all of them because they are all great. Um, yep. but like you said it's They have such a short relationship But it's filled with so many special moments that mm-hmm. it makes it all meaningful. So I love that
0: me too. I really do um, But moving on because we could literally talk about how we do on this mm-hmm. relationship all day Um how do we see Augustus's cancer be a foothold in their relationship, but also a roadblock?
1: So from the very beginning of their relationship, it was always Hazel who was the sick one and in need. But towards the end, the tables are turned, and now Augustus needs the support. Mm-hmm. Um, his cancer brings them even closer, as now, they are bo- as now they both experience each other in the darkest moments. And while it sucks, it makes their love and themselves stronger. Um, however, it's also a roadblock in the sense that Augustus um, doesn't want to leave this world without making a name for himself. However, this thinking puts a wedge in their relationship because as Hazel states, quote, I just want to be enough for you, but I c- I never can be. Mm-hmm. This can never be enough for you, but this is all you get. You get me and your family and this world. This is your life. I'm sorry if it sucks. Um, so she wants Ooh. to be, she wants Yikes. him to be realistic. Um, and to appreciate his life for what it is, not for what he wants it to be. So she's like, I'm here. Take me or leave me. Like, This is all you have, and you need to notice it, and you need to appreciate it.
0: No, I I think you're completely right, Devin. Um, I think the cancer, when when he starts to get sick, it obviously hurts Hazel to see this once incredibly happy, happy and hopeful guy fall down a well. It's a complete 180 of this guy, right? Um, she now has to take care of him and see him deteriorate. It, it's, a very, it's the very thing she feared she would do to her loved ones, but she's strong enough to take it. While it hurts her so much, like you said, it she keeps him realistic. Um, and I think it ultimately makes them stronger. And she even says that she loves him in this moment as much as she ever has. Um, But, you know, I guess that's what makes them stronger in a sense. It's horribly sad, um, but it gives her a feeling of being the protector that he kind of once was in the relationship. Um, His death absolutely kills me. And I'm just a reader, so I know it kills her inside more. Um, But his life and his legacy and their ups and downs, they make her who she is and push her to continue really living. So I think that's ultimately why this has to happen in the book. It's horribly sad. (laughs) But, um... But, you know,
1: moving on, um, what does Hazel learn from her relationship with Augustus? Mm-hmm. Is it a deep, deeper relationship than most teenage first loves? Or does it just feel that way because they have such limited time?
0: Good question. I think Hazel learns to love life and love herself from Augustus. Um, she learns to love frankly, and she learns to value herself and and stop undervaluing herself. I think it's way deeper than most teenage relationships. Most times that you have your first love, you're not going through something like this and, (laughs) and you're not learning as much as these two are in such a short time. You know, they lived a lifetime in a couple of months or however long it was that they were together. And that is in part due to their situation. But I also think it's because they're both extraordinary human beings. They're in love with each other and they- They're so fortunate to experience it so young, um, especially because of what they're going through. But I think it really makes all the difference for how impactful that relationship really ends up being to both of them. Um, What do you think?
1: What I love is that Hazel learns to live again. Augustus breathes life into her lungs and Mm -hmm. she learns that it doesn't matter how much time you have with someone. It's how you spend with it's how you spend it with them. Um, I think they do have a more mature love than most teenage first loves. It's not based on just looks or popularity. It's based on character and their wit and love for the mind. Um, They mentally challenge each other and they are compatible in this nature as well.
0: Mm hmm. No, you're 100% right. So that leads us to our final question. The final question that question. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure we know what we're both going to say. Um, oh, but we do. Do we ship Hazel and Augustus?
1: I do. Woo! Um, I of wish, course we do. I wish it would have lasted longer. Um, mm-hmm. But they really just worked together. They were lifelong partners and their relationship is beautiful to watch come to life.
0: Mhm. Yeah, I of course I wish they had more time. Of course I ship it. They are beautiful together. Um but this story wouldn't have been the same if they had more time together. That's what also makes it heartbreakingly sad, but but you recognize that that necessity in in the story itself and Gus is a selfless and deeply loving man and, and Hazel is strong and she grows so much and I just love their relationship. It's like what every relationship should be, minus the cancer, honestly. Like I <clears throat> I literally was just crying over it again when I read it this time, just as much as I did <laughs> in middle school in twenty twelve. What I love
1: is how John Green is just able to open our minds to what it's like to have cancer. Like, we all know someone who has cancer. So, we know, so like, we go through the experience of it with them. But here, we actually get to have a narrator who has cancer and walk us through what it's actually feeling like, um, how painful it is to, and the questions that go on in your head. Um, So, we all connect to this in some way or another. But she, Hazel, really brings to life that aspect. And I love that.
0: I love it, too. Like, it's something so new and fresh to to get. I mean, it's not new because it was in 2012. But when it came out, it was new and fresh to, to understand the struggle someone goes through so, so inwardly and personally and, and to see that these are still people. Like, we shouldn't treat them like China dolls, but they need to they need to experience love like any other person and, and go through that and live their lives. And it's such an eye-opening tale. And the two of them are just beautiful together. So, and with that, it's time to read some reader comments. You know, this, we, we kind of went a little shorter on some of our questions and answers because we got so much feedback from people. People love this story. Um, so that's really why we wanted to hear from our readers. So here we go. Um, the first comment we have here is from Daniel. Thank you for reaching out, Daniel. Um, so Daniel says... Your whole life, you go through thinking that there is a fairy tale romance out there for you. Then, when you get older, you stop believing in the magic of the stories. Gus and Hazel have that kind of relationship that you hear about that makes you realize there is magic in real life, too, and fairy tale romances can happen. The reality factor in their relationship makes it feel more real life. The Anne Frank love scene has earned its reputation of being unorthodox and strange, but it is something you would not normally expect to be where anyone else would have thought a romantic encounter, but this is what makes it more real to me. It's not a fairy tale where everything is perfect and nothing ever goes wrong in their lives. John Green does a good job of making this scene feel like they're real people that make mistakes and are vulnerable to love, even at the worst times. That is powerful." Um, Yes, Dan. Yes. Um, (laughs) But so another thing that makes me feel that Gus and Hazel have a great story is that when I was reading, I was 16 and I had all the awkwardness of teen life. And I feel like John Green really evoked that well and showed the different struggles and weird things that can happen when you are a teen. And it makes you feel related to them, like they could have been at your school or something. It's a really powerful story. And of course the story ends in heartbreak as you know, right from the beginning when you find out that the illness is, that Gus and Hazel have. However, I believe that the story throughout the book almost feels like an autobiography of someone's life right before they died. Despite the fact that Hazel always thought she would pass away at the next second, she is, still, she is still able and she managed to fall in love. And it feels like the time that they spent together and the things that they did lasted decades and she kept doing things with Gus regardless. This is the kind of story that doesn't have the happily ever after ending because it means more than that. Gus and Hazel have plenty of problems and normal issues, and it's okay because it doesn't have to be perfect. That's why I think John Green wrote it the way he did and why people enjoy the story so much. They have, the, they have that kind of love that some people dream of and search for years for, and they met at a support group that Hazel was forced to go to by her mother. What are the chances? <laughs> this is their story, and this is the best thing they could have asked for, uh, obviously, before Gus passed away. Wow! Thank you, Dan. That was so powerful, and I completely agree. There's something so much more to this story than just the the typical modern like romance story. Like it definitely does have that that aspect of the fairy tale because constantly. what's her name Hazel is trying to compare it to the books that she reads and I, I think that that's great um, but yeah so moving on to other comments because I know yeah we have so our
1: second one is from Haley um, thanks for sending in your comments Haley um, and here's what she says when I first read The Fault in Our Stars I was a freshman in high school so 14 years old at an age where I hadn't really had any real relationship experience I think my feelings on Gus and Hazel were totally different than how I feel about them now six years later As a 14 year old, Gus and Hazel seemed to be everything I wanted and more, minus the terminal illness. The magical yet simple meeting, the whirlwind romance, traveling the world together, everything. Gus and Hazel were my OTP, one true pair, and their story was one I loved to return back to time and time again. Though I have to say pretty much any John Green couple was perfect in my eyes. However, looking back on it, I feel like there were many times Um, however, looking back on it, I feel like there were many things that happened between the two that don't quite sit right with me. This first one I'll mention is probably one that all people talk about the kiss in the Anne Frank house. I'm all for living in the moment, but there's something called the right time and the right place. And to me, during a visit to the house where a young girl hid from the horrors of the Holocaust is not the right time nor the right place to have their first kiss and all And for all of the people there to clap for them, weird, (laughs) I'm sure there were plenty of other spots that Gus and Hazel could have visited that would have been a billion times more romantic than there to enjoy their first kiss. The Tulip Gardens literally in the same country, like how pretty would that have been if John Green had decided to write about that instead? the whole scene seemed to be John Green trying to make Gus and Hazel different, unique, quirky, compared to a traditional couple by having them kiss in an unusual place. But it just gives off more weird vibes than romantic vibes to me now. I know if I had some, (laughs) if I had seen two people kissing there in real life, I would have felt pretty awkward. Another aspect of the relationship that is a little weird is how fast-paced and rushed it felt. As a 14-year-old, I was all in for this and loved how easy it was for them to fall in love. But now it seems a bit weird to me. Gus and Hazel hadn't really known each other all that long when they went on an overseas trip together and had some experiences together. I understand the reasons for this. Fast-paced relationship is most likely linked to their cancers and knowing that they won't have full lives like many of those around them but I don't think that should necessarily rush a relationship like it does for them. One more thing about the relationship that's always bothered me has been Isaac's place among them. Although only a side character, not really a part of their relationship specifically, it felt like Gus really just dropped Isaac off for Hazel. And the only thing he was really there for him was when his girlfriend dumped him after he went blind. It seemed like he was an afterthought to Gus. And it's always bothered me when people leave their close friends for their relationship, especially a relatively new one. That is something I didn't think about before. Me too. Um, now that you're bringing that up, maybe I, I, I kind of agree with you. But yeah, I'm, I'm continue feeling reading.
0: that. I'm feeling that.
1: Although it may seem like I'm totally hating on Gus and Hazel, there are definitely things I still love about them. (laughs) I love that their relationship has enough depth for them to talk about real life and real problems while simultaneously being able to enjoy the little things and have their own inside jokes and sayings. My okay, okay t-shirt is worn to death. (laughs) It's also wonderful that they genuinely, genuinely love each other and they genuinely care for each other. I discussed how the fast pace of their relationship was a bit off-putting, but what would have been more off-putting would have been if they were only going around and doing all these things just to do it and experience it before they passed away. All of the experiences they had with each other were because they truly felt a connection with one another. And I love when a couple makes you believe that soulmates and fate are real.
0: Thank you, Haley. You definitely gave yeah, us things to awesome. think about. I mean, yeah, for I didn't sure, think about some
1: of them. Wow, I didn't
0: think about where Isaac went in all of that. Yep. So, that's I, like I said being... earlier,
1: poor Isaac.
0: <laughs> poor Isaac. We'll just leave I mean, that as Hazel.
1: The... <laughs> Hazel makes an attempt to uh, keep that relationship strong, but you never really get Gus's perspective. Um, no. Nope. So maybe he was still keeping in touch with him and over sometimes, but you don't really know. So.
0: Yeah, I guess we don't really know, and we'll leave that up to you guys. Let us know if you know anything about what happened to Isaac there. (laughs) But uh, either way, moving on. So the moment that you've all been waiting for, the announcement of our next episode. Devin, take it away.
1: (laughs) Next episode, we will be bringing Shakespeare back. This time, we are discussing Hamlet and Ophelia from Hamlet.
0: I can't wait for that. Hamlet is one of my favorite Shakespeare plays, which I always say that something's my favorite, but truly it is. (laughs) Um, If you're interested in sending in comments, please email us at we podcast at gmail.com, or you can find us on social media. We would love to hear from you.
1: Yes, and don't forget to visit our website at www.weshippitpodcasts.wix.com site.com slash we ship it we are so thankful for all of you for listening please remember that you can also listen on our youtube page and we would love to hear from you to join for future podcasts as a guest reader or to send in your thoughts as comments for us to read
0: Yes, and as always, you can rate and review our podcast. We would love to hear from you on what you think we're doing well or what you think we're not doing well. We would just love to hear from you either way. Um, So thank you all for listening. Thank you for your support, and see you next time. Okay? Okay.